Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And relax. Um, I've just given him a bone, Vinny. I've just given Vinny a bone, right? He was lying on the bed. He was asleep. I knew, just from experience, that as soon as I sat down and started talking, he would come running in here and hassle me. So I thought I'd get prepared. And I've got one of these little bony things that he can chew on. And as soon as I crinkled the bag that contains the bone things, I hear him jump off the bed and he's running in there. So I put it in my pocket. I turn the recording gear on and I sit down. I give him the bone. He runs off. Two seconds later, he was back, hassling me. It's like, what, what, what do you want? Another bone? Um, but now he's he's gone back to uh, do his thing, so that's good. Oh, itchy bum. You didn't need to know that, did you? Sorry. Oh. Uh, Blimey. Oh. One click to Amazon. Oh, this is new. This is new. Apparently, there's one click to distribution to Amazon music. Didn't know that. I'll give that a go. Because I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm on Amazon music. Right. Vinny's just started barking because someone let a door slam downstairs, which is kind of standard. But I could have uh, done without him doing that right now. So yeah, I can share on Amazon Music and Audible. I'm pretty sure I'm already on Audible. I think I am with mo- most of my podcasts. But Amazon Music's pretty good. I'll be honest, I favour Amazon Music over 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 Spotify for the music not so much the podcasts I think Spotify's got the edge for podcasts but Amazon Music Plus you know the the good one it's maybe I don't know maybe it's because they've got Garth Brooks and Amazon Music's the only place that has Garth Brooks Maybe that's the reason, and perhaps they are the one they hold the rights to certain artists that other places can't have them. I, I don't know how it works, but I'm quite impressed with uh, Amazon Music. I do like it. But it's one of those things that do I need it? I don't really need it. 
Spotify is cheaper. I think Amazon Music Plus is it's like eleven pound a month. I think. What I do listen to quite a bit, well, quite a bit every single day, is Audible. But I'm not currently a member of them. But I've been with them for years, on and off, and I've got a lot of books, audio books that I can listen to that I own. So I listen to audio books every day for when I'm in bed. Partly because I like listening to audio books. And the other reason is because Vinny has a tendency of barking every time a snail farts outside. So I have to kind of, you know, almost distract him as well. So yeah, that's kind of where I am with that. But I do I listen to there's quite a few. I can give you a list of some of the the ones that I listen to most. been thinking da, 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 fireworks have gone off you've been thinking yeah I've been thinking um, what have I been thinking about what makes me unique not, not, not in a egotistical way what makes me a little bit different from other things that you can especially on YouTube that you can listen to or on social media and one of the things that is different with me is and I have mentioned this before is the fact that I don't speak really quickly like really quickly and the way that the, especially YouTube, there, there's now software, AI, that you can put your video in. So you can make a video and upload it to an AI. I forget, there's a few different ones that do it. And they will literally edit the video for you, save you huge amounts of time. So I've just had another person knock at my door. My door my door's been very busy today. And that's about three in the last hour. The last two hours and one earlier. Anyway. I can't even remember what I was talking about. I was talking about listening to audible oh yeah oh yeah you you got these AI things and they basically edit out every gap like every gap almost people are talking the next word overlaps the previous word and that seems to be I wonder if young people, you know, growing up watching this stuff and listening to this stuff, 
actually think that that's the way to talk? That's the way to do it. Do they actually not not their fault because that's what they're seeing and hearing, and maybe they think that's that it's like natural way to speak is really fast and leave no gaps which well to be is pretty much impossible for me unless I'm going through a manic period then I might but generally there are gaps between <laughs> maybe there don't have to be quite so many gaps but there are gaps between the words and gaps between the sentences and I there's software AI software again for podcasters where you can cut out all silences so that that gap there will just be cut out so it'd be you could cut out any silences that bit there you could cut out that that's how it would sound like instant that'd be there you cut out any silences that'd be there and I don't person I think it's I don't know if denigrating is the right word under underestimating younger people by saying that you know young people have got no attention span and I wonder whether or not you know it's oh it's all the video games and the internet meh 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 don't you have to have pretty good concentration to be sitting in front of a computer screen or uh, you know playing a video game to be doing that for solid for, for hours and hours and hours that's a, a heck of a lot of concentration required to do that which in concentration requires attention you can't concentrate without attention I don't think and just because something's fast moving it's like saying oh, someone is driving on a motorway like an F1 driver because they're driving so fast they've got no attention span even though they might be driving for three hours with pit stops but they're, they're driving around the circular around the track or whatever oh they've got no attention span because they're driving so fast because everything's happening so fast I I call BS on that one I'd say they're hugely attentive they have to be their life depends upon and everyone else on the track depends and the audience as well standing by depend on them being attentive and having the ability to focus and to have an attention span that's phenomenal just a theory just a theory I have this whole putting down young people they've got no attention span 
Like, no, I'm not sure if you're correct on that one. Besides, you can't say anything anyone really, can you? You can't sort of, everyone does this, because not everyone does anything. Apart from breathe and poo. You know, it's not, not everyone does everything. But, but didn't you just say that uh, young people learn to talk fast because of what they see online? And I didn't say that's necessarily true. I just said it was like a question. Maybe is that a possibility? Uh, I've noticed as I got older that young people speak faster anyway. I think as we as people get older, they start to slow down a little bit. I would even say that I well I know. There was a time when I was a very fast speaker. But that's possibly more to do with the the activity inside my brain. There was perhaps more going on. I was more mentally active. I was... I suppose, you know, especially in early 20s, late teens, early 20s, left school, seeing the adult world for the first time through adult eyes, although I wasn't an adult mentally or physically really when I left school, but, well I was 15, but that's besides the point, even when I was 22, I was still a kid. I still wore a school uniform, but that was through choice. And I... Just things that are exciting, you know, drinking for the first time, going into a pub or a nightclub, or getting into an X-rated movie, or just being able to do stuff that adults do, being able to know that you could get a mortgage or you could get married if you wanted to not that that's ever really been an option for me but you know just generally being able to travel on your own being able to just you know conditions being correct kind of do what you want to do not being told what to do by an adult outside of work that is but I think as I got older maybe the novelty wore off a little bit maybe I mean, you know some people say don't they like would you go back if you could go back in time and go back to being a kid again but with the knowledge that you have now so with your with all the knowledge you've got now would you go back now that's a really difficult thing to answer isn't it because if you have all the knowledge that you have now you're going to know what happens to other people. Now, if I go back to the age of 
eight. I'm going to know what happens to my granddad. I'm going to know what happens to my brother. I'm going to know what happens to friends. I'm going to know what happens to my grandmother. I'm going to know, you know, I'll know all that stuff beforehand. So that, that isn't, that would be a, a bit of a mind worm, wouldn't it? I think. But then, maybe that's not what they mean. Maybe it's like, would you go if you had the knowledge or the wisdom? I don't know if I've got any wisdom at all. I've got wisdom teeth. But as far as wisdom, what is wisdom? I don't know. I suppose wisdom, wouldn't that be giving Vinny the bone in the bedroom and closing the door so that I could make this recording without him crunching away in the background? Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just going to close this seat. Okay. Hmm. It's... I mean, if I could not have, I wouldn't want to know what's going to happen. But then, if I knew what's going to happen with free will, I'd make sure it didn't happen. You know, so it, there's there's certain things we could do, isn't there? To make sure that what happened to other people doesn't happen. But then it's it's a weird one. I don't know. Changing changing the whole timeline. Or maybe I've been watching too many superhero movies. The uh the multi universe, the multiverse and all that stuff. Spider Man, Doctor Strange and the Flash have all changed the multiverse or they've all seemed to have created the multiverse which is weird can't all have created it oh no it wasn't just them either was it it was oh what's his name yeah the Avenger movies that's it that's what I'm thinking of but would I change? Would I change? Yeah, I would change my life. I don't, I don't think... Would anybody not change their life? There is that whole thing of, well, yeah, but if you change the past, then you won't be where you are now. Yeah, that's why I changed the past, so I'm not here now. So no, <laughs> that's why I would change the past. Um... But I guess if someone's in a really good position and they're happy in their life and everything, then by changing the past, it could change where they end up. So yeah, it's it's kind of a, a risky one, I guess. Plus, it'd be really weird to be eight years old and have the... I don't know, the intellect or the reasoning ability of a 50-year-old to know 
what you know at 50 at the age of eight. The things to avoid, the people to avoid, the planet sounds like all I do is avoid things. Potentially. I don't like to think that way, but maybe that is. God, wow. I've just spent, I've spent eight years, I'll be eight years old and I just read books. I'd take up boxing. Even if it meant sneaking out, not at eight, but as soon as I was able to, even if it meant I'd find someone that boxed or that could teach me. Maybe my granddad would have taught me if I'd have asked him because he used to be a boxer. So if I'd have said to my granddad at eight, can you teach me to box? He might have said yes, just as a training thing. He might have loved it. He might have absolutely loved it. I don't know. My dad probably wouldn't have liked it, but my granddad might have done. Who knows? We're never going to know. But definitely when I got to the age of like 13, 14... I'd have gone to a boxing club, even if I'd had to have like made it up. Uh, at 14, I pretty much did what I wanted when it came to sporting things. I did karate. I did go to a boxing club, but only a couple of times. It was in a different town. It was just, I couldn't be bothered, really. <laughs> I loved karate too much. I just stuck with that. But as a younger man, because you know, I, I went to a boxing club when I was 20 in London, when I moved to London, and I went in there, I was all excited. I said, oh, I'd like to train. And they said, no, too old. Too old, I'm 20 years old. I could have boxed as an amateur for another 14 years, something like that. I think it's 34 is amateur cut-off, something like that. Uh, maybe, it's like at least, you can still be an amateur at 30, I'm pretty sure you can. So I could have had a decade of being an amateur boxer, competing in tournaments, and who knows, I might have been okay at it. But no, because I wasn't a little kid. They just wanted little kids. In fact, I went to two different gyms. One did say I could go, but for some reason I didn't go to it. This was back in 1989, so I was, ooh, I was 19 at that time. And it was quite local to where I lived, and I think they closed, that's why I didn't go. I think they, they had to move. It was, yeah, so I think, I'm making, I'm partly making this up, but I did definitely go to one. Yeah, I did. So that's one thing I'd have done different. I wouldn't have quit with the comedy. I would have kept that going. I would have... What I really needed to do in those days was have got myself a fairly decent job during the day, like a nine-to-five job. So if I'd have done that, managed to get myself a, you know, a, a fairly good job in a call centre enough for me to get myself a, a flat maybe get on the council list or you know, rent privately 
just to have a fairly decent lifestyle, you know, just nothing spectacular. But then in the evenings and at the weekends, I could do gigs and I could be in a more more stable kind of lifestyle and I don't know I mean it's too late now I can't go back can't go back but I do think it would be quite an interesting way of doing it and also what I would have done what I I wish I'd done is instead of annoying everyone I annoyed a lot of comedians I had very little respect in the comedy world because of what I used to get up to but if they ever spoke to me outside of the gig you know which some did they realised that I was a nice person I I I wasn't the character I was portraying on stage I was just a young bloke that loved comedy and was trying to find my way trying to find my voice I didn't know what it was and in some ways I started to find it in the last three years of doing it but it took me you know a good four years four or five years before I could kind of really I think 2005, 2004, 2005, I was probably at my best as far as, yeah, because I was doing political stuff and I was, it was, I didn't have really any bad gigs. I had a few really good ones and a few okay ones, but you know the the level was higher. It wasn't high; it was just higher. Um, so you know, it was it was it's a very long road it was for me. But what what I wish I'd done is asked for help. I never asked anyone for anything back then I didn't ask for help really not for things that were important to me you know if I didn't have any money for food I didn't eat I didn't ask generally for money you didn't ask for help to buy food or I just got by I managed I managed you know somehow and I wish because I did, I, I got on quite well with a few of the really top comedians. There's quite a few, quite the ones that, at the top level are really cool. And quite a lot of the real bottom are really cool. It's the ones in the middle that I didn't always get on so well with. The ones that were sometimes a bit too judgy. But the ones at the bottom were the same as me. They were kind of trying to figure out what they wanted to do and they realised how hard it was and it's they had the respect for each other. And the ones at the top it had no reason generally to disrespect other comedians. 
because they were already doing really well for themselves. Some of them were on television every now and then. Some of them were, you know, just top of the pile of the London comedians. And I was, I got on really well with quite a few. Well, it's, it's a handful, quite a few, a few. Um, once I stopped, <laughs> once I stopped doing comedy, and I started working in the comedy club, that's when I became better friends with the comedians, because they were seeing me every weekend. Some of them would keep coming back, and they'd be like regulars, comedians. Or they'd be coming back because there was a comedy, a comedy room, comics room upstairs where the comedians would come late at night and hang out till early hours of the morning. So I got to know loads of comedians on a more respectful level, like because I was working there and I chat to people. Uh, most of them probably forgotten me completely, but I remember them. Uh, one is remember Jimmy Carr. He was, you might have heard of him. If you're, if you're in the UK, you'll have heard of him. He's also, I think he's doing well in America as well. He um, was just starting out, really. Like he hadn't been going for very long when I first met him and my friend who owned the comedy club gave him loads of gigs and he also managed him so he was his manager or his agency managed him and I used to see him like regularly sometimes like twice a week a week on weeks on weeks on weeks and he, yeah, the whole time. So for four years, I was seeing him fairly regularly. Even outside of the comedy hours, I see him during the day when he came to the club or whatever. And you hear that, the, the sound of name dropping. But he's probably forgotten me. Not that he should remember me, but he's... I'd probably say hello to him and he's like... Eh. I haven't seen him for 20... 25 years? 25 years? 2002? 2012? 2012, 20 years. 20 years is the last time I saw spoke to him. So yeah, that's a long time for some people, but for me, 20 years, that's... It's not that long. Which is weird to say that out loud. Doesn't seem that long really, does it? 20 years. The turn of the century. It does actually seem quite a long time ago, thinking about it. A fair bit's, ha a fair bit's happened. It's just since I've lived here, 2015 till now almost it's kind of it feels a little bit limbo-ish 
a little bit, a bit, you know. I'm not sure I feel like I've actually accomplished much in the world, as it were. I know it's kind of strange. I'm hoping that V doesn't bark because there's a door slammed downstairs. But I did. I told him off earlier, and I think he's listened. So just so much banging of doors. I hope no one comes up here and knocks on my door, please. I mean, ever. <laughs> Not just now, I mean, just please never knock. Please don't knock. I'm joking. Not. So, yeah. Um, I'd have asked advice. I'd have asked the comedians, the ones that were really good advice and pick their brains a little bit and sort of well they'd all seen me perform they all knew what I was about or they knew at least they knew what I was about on stage as some of them had seen me loads of times and uh, I had a reputation everyone in the comedy circuit pretty much knew about me not not for good reasons and I was had a notorious reputation, I guess, and it wasn't even that I was offensive and funny, really necessarily. It just I thought I was, and some people did, but I just wasn't. I guess this wasn't very good, to be honest, and it was hard to. I've been talking about this, talked about this yesterday, didn't I? Going on stage. I, just, I guess I've just been thinking about the past. Thinking about the past a little bit. Reminiscing. And I'm just not sure. Just I think about it and I wonder what if. And I know that what ifs aren't necessarily helpful. But I still have the what if there. It's still there. The what if. And. I was given a few opportunities. To actually. To do something. Like I've mentioned this. A while back. I had a. I had a friend who was a, also a comedian. Called Helen. Her name was. And her day job was she was a producer of movies or producer of documentaries and stuff like that and at the time I met her she was working for the BBC and she left and I think she was a freelancer and she offered me right after me this is someone that got to know me outside of the comedy gig we spent some time we hung out together went to theatres um, no romance available she told me she let me know very quickly and a little bit embarrassing because it was you know we was in the theatre and I wasn't quite sure where to put the flowers that I was hiding in my jacket anyway uh, 
I managed to get a refund on the wedding ring. So anyway, she, we got on really well. And she offered me to do a documentary about me. Like she was going to do a documentary. She was going to follow me around at home, at work, and all the, all the things that I do, going to gigs. And it wasn't going to be a stitch-up job because we were friends. Like, this is after getting to know me. It wasn't like straight away, oh, do you want to do just meeting me and thinking, oh, make some money from this weirdo. He's going to make himself look silly. It should be funny for the audience. Which might have been her angle, but it wasn't from a... It was from a, a friend perspective. She she liked me. I liked her. And I turned it down. And you know what? You wouldn't know why I turned it. You want to know? You want to know? You want to know why? Do you want to know why? I didn't want my nan seeing me living the life that I was living. I didn't really want people that I went to school with seeing me working in really, really horrible factories and doing that kind of work that I was doing. Living in a grimy, horrible room with no central heating and I just just the lifestyle not having any money and then going on stage and not being very good really well, I had I had my moments but I was still yeah, it was hit and miss I didn't want my nan seeing that I didn't want her seeing me swearing and being naughty you know But it was more than that. I didn't want my dad seeing me. I didn't... It was embarrassing, I think. Uh, I was embarrassed about myself. It wasn't even about the comedy bit. If you had said, I want to film you on stage and follow you around just doing comedy, I might have actually done that, providing it was on late at night. Which it kind of would have to be because of the language and whatever and the subject matters that I used to bring up. So it never happened, I, t I said no. And then the next year she offered me another opportunity. She'd written a script for a sitcom. Bearing in mind she had the contacts to push this forward, to really, you know, to, to go places with this she was knew a lot of people and she said it just needed needed more comedy needed she wanted me to read through it and make some changes she trusted me I'm probably the worst person she could have trusted with it I didn't do anything with it but but I couldn't be bothered to do anything She offered me another opportunity to do that, and I turned her down. 
I kept it at home, I just didn't look at it. I did look at it actually, but I didn't. Uh, I was just, I had no self-confidence to be honest. And I was a bit overawed by her because she was successful, she was highly intelligent, uh, well off, had her own home, just she was everything that I wasn't really. And she, lovely person. I, I would like to. I don't know what I forget what her surname was, but if she ever listens to this, she probably won't. But if she ever did, thank you. I do appreciate. It's a long time ago, you know. It's thirty odd years, but I do appreciate what she did what she offered me I just didn't take it I didn't take uh, advantage of a situation which could have changed my life that's what worried me because it could change my life I didn't know how I was going to deal with because it, it might have gone the wrong way you know and then Me and my friend had an idea of, it's basically, it would be like Gogglebox that's on TV now, where people just sit in front of the television and watch movies and watch TV and just talk about what's going on. This would have been a precursor by about 10 years, maybe more. And it was our idea, my my friend Kevin and me, we, we thought, oh, this is an idea. Because we used to sit there and I, well, we both thought we were quite funny. I, I do think we were together. We would just chat and just talk absolute rubbish. And when other people came around, they laughed. They thought it was funny. So just, it might have been rubbish. I don't know. Anyway, my friend, Helen came round and she brought a camera that was this huge camera like really expensive camera and she and she filmed us she filmed him she filmed me and she said yeah she'd be interested in doing something and me and him argued we all got together and neither of us could agree on what to do and in the end, nothing came of it because me and him fell out. We didn't fall out not permanently, but we fell out over him wanting his way and me wanting my way. And she she told, she basically, it was like two little kids really, and she, she got fed up and she left. She just, <laughs> she gave up on us. To three chances to actually uh, accomplish something within that kind of world, you know, television world maybe. I mean, it's I couldn't do television now. I've got a face for radio. I think it's the term. I've got a brilliant face for radio or podcasting. And I thought about the whole 
because you know I'm trying to reduce my outcome my outgoings even though I've still got people asking to borrow money from me even though I've got no money to lend but oh that was a bit harsh wasn't it I I've got what well, at the moment I do the Spreaker podcast and I share them on YouTube Twitter and Facebook so people are listening to them on YouTube not a huge audience but people are but it's just a picture with the audio no video no moving images nothing like that and I think to myself well why do I need a moving image okay it's YouTube it's videos I understand that but with what I do you got your eyes closed do you know what I mean you got your eyes closed so why would you need to look at the screen if anything it's better not to have a move and move an image really isn't it maybe I don't know <laughs> I clearly don't know but that's what I was thinking just like and now I upload all four versions of the, each recording the one without music with music five and ten hours and I share every single recording I make onto YouTube so people can listen if they want to or not it's there but it's you see it just it's another option it's another option so for those that prefer to listen to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts Stitcher is closing at the end of August Stitcher I mean it's amazing Stitcher right is let me have a look if I do the last 12 months and sources so the last 12 months I've had 4.1 million downloads Apple Podcasts is the top 91% how did he manage to move to his statistics from what he was talking about before how did he do that and that is a manoeuvre it is a manoeuvre you're right it's yes yeah, so Apple Podcasts 91% so it's 3.7 million Spotify second so I do still I love Spotify Um. And they are better for podcasts than Amazon Music, I think, at the moment. But Amazon Music, um, in the last 12 months, I've had 11,500 downloads. It's literally 0%, you know, out of the amount. So 11,500 so hopefully once I've distributed my 
podcasts, I should be getting more listeners, I hope. So Spotify is 80,000. It's quite a small amount. Podcast Addict, 56,000. Castbox, 45,000. Stitcher is number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Stitcher's 5 at 30, nearly 38,000. And that's closing at the end of August. So, my website, 3,500 downloads from my website. So I'm thinking maybe I need to try and keep my website. I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Wow. No. Really? You know, I just realised. I didn't even know. I've not even looked at it before. Not looked at it. For ages. Do you know how many downloads I've had? We don't care. I know you don't care. But you want to know how many total downloads I've had since... Uh, 2018 five years so it's too far. since I've been doing these podcasts on Spreaker 14 million 275,276 14 million blimey that's giving me a little buzz I don't know why 14 million. I didn't even know I'd reached 10 million. I just, I don't take any notice of the total. I'm more into looking at the individual podcasts. So the Deep Sleep Whisper is one and a half million. The Hypnosis, Stress and Anxiety is just reached, just, it's just gone over to 4 million. 4 million and 97,000. Hypnosis for sleeping deeply, 3,907,000. So they're kind of fairly close. Let me boy to sleep. <laughs> it still hasn't reached a million yet. Five years, over a thousand recordings. In different recordings. <clears throat> still hasn't reached a million. It's at 732,000. 772 uh, so, uh, so 10 100 it might be in that in maybe the end of next year I might reach the million I don't know it's it just variates I mean I get more views more views more listens I guess the more recordings I make but, uh, I don't know. Today, oh yeah, I forgot about this. So I just want to do this without banging it. Can I do that without banging it? Yes. Today, I did... What did I do? I've done two recordings today. This is the third. I did a Let Me Bore Your Pain Away, number six. And that's 52 minutes and 15 seconds long. So 
I also uploaded that on the Let Me Boy to Sleep just because it's it's pretty much the same kind of thing but it is more focused on chronic pain relief. Well it is focused on chronic pain it's focused on that thing I can't actually pronounce. And then I did a deep sleep whisper number five zero six magic carpet so and that's 34 minutes long so that yeah only one of those has been released so far because now 909 so the one without music's been released the one with music will be released at 10 o'clock five hour one will be released at one o'clock and the 10 hour one will be released at 4am tomorrow so now this recording this this podcast the first one will be released at 10 then the second one will be released at 10 11 12 1 2 3 4 11 11 <laughs> something like that it's, it'll be released as something maybe 9.30 then 11.30, then what, no, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, I don't know, it really, it will be released at some time, some point, but the first one about 10 o'clock, I guess, and, uh, so that's three recordings today, I don't know how many I've done. I've done a fair few this week, actually. It's been the most productive week I've had in some time, I would say. I would, I would, I'd like like to say I don't know why, but I, I do know why. <laughs> I really do know why. So, week. So this, the week started on the 24th, it's now the 27th. So so many I've done since the 24th, 4th, 3, 1, 2, 3, 4 days. Let's have a look. 24th, 24th, 24th. 24th, Right. So that is 1. One twenty one two I don't know. I won't I'll tell you a better way to do it. I'm trying to figure it out, but this is the easier way. So twenty fourth I've done one twenty fourth, twenty fourth. I did the eight ASM. Okay. One, two, three, three, four, five, six, 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 six. Seven, eight, 
seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Ten. And I think that's it. Ten. Eleven with this one. So if I, I think I've got them all right, I think so. So I think I've done, a, including this, 11 different recordings in four days. So three, six, nine, ten, eleven. Blimey. I might have calculated it wrong, to be honest, but it looked like about 11, at least 10, but I think it's 11. I know I did three yesterday, I've done three today. I may well have done three on Tuesday as well, uh, and it, which means I did two on Monday. But I also did some on Saturday and Sunday also. Does that make up for me having all that time off where I didn't do anything for a while? I don't know. Is there any, is there any making up ever about anything? Ever? I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, mate. I am. Even if it is not good enough, I'm giving it a go. I'm giving it a go. I really am. Yes. So I'm just looking at adding my podcast to Amazon. It'd be so cool if Amazon, Amazon, if Amazon is, oh, that's weird. If Amazon really took off, not Amazon, the, the company, because it's doing pretty well already. I don't mean that way. But if um, my podcast started to take off on Amazon, it'd be groovy. I'd love it if Spotify was a bit more active for my podcasts. I don't know why they're not. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know why. I'd like to know why. I really, really would. But I don't know. Maybe one day I will. Maybe one... Maybe one day... One little day, I will know. But until that day, I can't know. If, I can't know what I don't know, can I? But it would be good to kind of look into it and think. Well, how can I? How can I reach a larger audience without it costing me money? How? 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 There must be a way. Oh, do you know, Spreaker. They advertised this thing. Where is it? Let's have a look. Fucking have a look on there. Okay. Prime Network. Speaker Prime Network. And this is the announcement. Have you noticed that some of our podcasts have a cool green badge now? Wondering what it means? Well, this is the new Spreaker Prime Network badge. Okay, so I've not heard of this. This is the first I've heard of it. 
Spreaker Prime is a tailored free hosting and monetizing plan designed to enable creators to earn the most money and maximizing ad revenue, increasing exposure. I can't speak, can I? Increase, increasing exposure, increasing exposure. I've got the wrong way around and streamlining publishing. A talent pool of iHeart podcasts, the Spreaker Prime Network is home to the best of the best in independent podcasting. Being on Prime Network means also being visible to potential advertisers and sponsors. Now even more so with the badge. Also listeners will be able to easily discover Prime podcasts on our platform thanks to this feature would you like to apply and become part of this incredible network don't miss this opportunity and click here so i did i clicked here and i'm clicking there again and nothing's coming up maybe it's because i'm on the ipad now is coming up click here oh yeah it is it's in Italian. Invia la candidatura per Spreaker Prime Network. And so I was on the other computer and I basically I filled the form in. But I had to use an online interpreter to find out what they were asking. And one of the questions is how many podcasts, how many downloads do you get all together in a month? And the highest number was 50,000 plus. I averaged, well, what did I say I got four, 4.2 million last, in the last 12 months? So it's 300,000, 350,000 a month, something like that. But one of the problems with, and it's not an issue I've got with Spreaker because I think Spreaker are pretty good. They're really, actually, they're very good. I like them. Out of all the different podcast hosts that I've used, Spreaker have been the best for me. That's what I've found. They, they've got a thing where you can get, actually, I don't know, I've still got it, but it's a similar thing to the one I just mentioned. Free hosting, but you have to be having like a certain amount of podcasts, downloads, which I do. I'm up in the, probably the higher bracket of downloads. Not the highest, but probably doing okay, I guess. But you have to be, did you hear him moaning? You have to be having adverts, you, making use of the adverts that are available to put throughout the podcast and because if I do have adverts they can only be at the beginning which means I'm not eligible to have free hosting and to be all the tools that come with it I am going to yell at you in a minute stop it I love you so much but you such a whiner I've never known a dog to whine Ever, he's like I think he's a cat. He just just moans. 
naughty step, Vinny. So keep this up. The naughty step it will be. So I better go because he wants to go O-U-T. Lovely. Why do you have to flap your ear? Wouldn't it be good if humans could do that? It's not that I want to see humans do it, but I want to be able to do it myself. Turn my head and flap my ears. Brilliant. That'd be so much fun. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to go. Thank you for listening. Remember to be kind to yourself. Uh, you do deserve to be happy. Be gentle with yourself. And I will be back again tomorrow. Take care. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.